At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM here on VSEN, the sports betting network. We conclude week 14 tonight in the desert. Train wreck of a season. Michael Lombardi, uh, Patrick Maher here. Train wreck of a season for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, you heard from Thomas Gable. Look, the Patriots are in the mix here. Patriots are 6-6 six and six straight up, Michael. They're 6-5-1 ATS, two straight losses. Uh, but Arizona four and eight, six and six ATS. It, there's a great write-up. I think Humans is doing this every Monday over at vsin.com. You can sign up for the daily newsletter, which is free. And Matt Humans, who's a, a regular here on the Lombardi Line, has a great write-up on this game tonight. But when I just tell you about the matchup, what stands out first thing? Patriots Cardinals, because I got a couple of points I want to roll at you after that. Well, the first thing that stands out is the Patriots' ability to handle a six-back offense which Arizona runs to a degree, but not really. Like, Kyler runs the ball, but not as much as, say, Justin Fields does or even Josh Allen, which I think will help them. And it's about really New England controlling the pass rush and forcing Kyler Murray to play quarterback and taking advantage of the offensive line. And this is a lot at stake for this game because, you know, the Jets are 7-6, and six, and Robert Sly says he'll see Buffalo again. But I don't know if he realizes if New England wins, they have the tiebreaker against the Jets. I mean, they beat the Jets twice. So that 7-6 yep. and six is really, you know, that if they're tied, the, 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 the Jets are out. So it's a big game for New England. And New England's got to be able to protect the football, run the ball, and then, as Thomas Gable said, get improve in the red zone and score some points, you know, get touchdowns and not settle for field goals. 
So a couple things here, set you up on the number. New England opened, as you heard from Thomas, one at his shop up to two and a half. I don't think we're going to see a three. Obviously, you'd see buyback uh, immediately with Arizona if we went up to three. But two and a half right now is the number. Total sitting 43 and a half at most shops. Let's start with the Patriots on offense, and I'll give you some trends. 20th in scoring offense, 20.8. Red zone efficiency, they're dead last. Let me ask you this way. Patricia, obviously, a lot of attention drawn to the first-year play caller. When I think of red zone success or lack of it, I think of inexperience as a play caller. Isn't there something to that, right? Not having that package in the red zone for a guy that's experienced calling plays down there. Well, especially for a team like New England that can run the ball. I mean, most teams that have good run games are better in the red zone because you can run it in. You know, you can run the ball into the end zone, and that that eliminates having to make those difficult throws. I mean, that's what was the Carolina when they got the ball in the red zone against Seattle, and they had first and goal with the three after they got that first down. They threw four passes, which was surprising, right? I mean, they'd run the ball the whole time, and they're a good run team. So, yeah, a lot of that is creativity. A lot of it is, too, is having a quarterback who can make loose – who moves around and buys time and separates the defense. And so the defense starts running around looking for the guy and then makes a throw. So it's a combination of all those. And for New England, you know, to have a quarterback that should be smart – not that he's going to run around, but to have a quarterback that and a running game that can run the ball, you would think they would be better in the red zone than they are. But a, a lot of it is, you know, creativity, creativity by the quarterback too. So Arizona, they've lost four or five. They're thirty-first, so maybe the Patriots can get healthy. They're thirty-first in scoring defense, giving up close to twenty-seven points per. Uh, their last four losses, they're allowing thirty-two points per game. I did have one question for you, and and that is, you talked about the six-back offense, but. Is it a mismatch here with Murray's speed against those slow linebackers for the Patriots? It is, but Murray's not – he's not going to be – if they don't contain him, it's hard to contain Allen. It's easier to contain Murray because he can't see. He can't see, so he starts to kind of move around. He doesn't really know where he wants to go. So it's a lot easier to do that. You mentioned the, the, the line. You know, we talked about this on Sunday. About almost 80% of the games in the NFL this year, the line was meaningless. Right? We talked about that. Well, okay, the Jets, it mattered for the Jets. It mattered for the Cowboys. You know, it didn't matter in the Ravens game because the Ravens were dogs going in that. And the Chiefs, three of the games yesterday, that's the line matter. That was the only three games. Right. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, if you think New England's going to win, two and a half is probably, you could play it. I I just think to me, we get so caught up in that line when yesterday the perfect example was the line was only three games that mattered him. So important here for betters, Belichick has always been great after a loss. You can tell me why. He's 63-34-1 ATS following a loss as the coach of the Patriots. Since after a loss since the start of last season, he's 7-3-1 ATS. This year he's 3-1-1 ATS after a loss. What is it about Belichick getting the team to focus and they're in that spot tonight after a loss. Well, I mean, he captures their attention, you know, and he kind of can point out, hey, we don't, we can't do it this way. We got to play differently. We can't turn the ball over. And he's had really another bye week, really. The last time he played was Thursday night against Buffalo at home. And so he's had 10 days to get ready for Arizona. And they played Arizona a couple of years ago with Cam Newton back then with Kyler Murray. I think it was like week four of the season. And they were did a good job of Murray. They made a field goal late in the game. They kind of snuck away with win with that one. But I mean, he's gonna he'll spend a lot of time, and I think he's got the team's full attention. I mean, coming off the Minnesota loss and then really getting 
embarrassed by Buffalo at home. If you don't have the team's attention, you're never going to get it. Well, you mentioned rest, and good job by Elliott here. In the last 20 years, Belichick is 21-13-2 ATS the regular season with at least 10 days of game prep. So, you know, give that guy more opportunities to sit in the lab and watch tape. He's going to come out with an advantage. That's kind of what he does. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna, he'll have a good plan. they got to execute the plan, but they can't turn the ball over, and they've got to be able to run the ball. This will be a close game. It'll go into the fourth quarter, and they've got to make the plays in the fourth quarter to win it. So Kingsbury, to be fair, underdog spot. Uh, since he was hired in 19, he's 23-12 and 2 ATS as a dog. Remember, this team doesn't play as well at home. It's a it, not necessarily an overwhelming home crowd advantage, but for some reason they just haven't played well at home. Uh, as well. Now, you, we talked about coordinator battles all the time. You, you brought it up during your look ahead last week. Patricia versus Vance Joseph. How do you see this playing out? Vance Joseph wasn't shy in his yeah. uh, evaluation of what he sees with the Patriot offense. Yeah, I mean, he feels like he knows what they're going to do, right? He feels very comfortable in knowing it's going to be a lot of screens, protect the football, you know, don't, don't take too many chances down the field. You know he's going to try to pack the field. He's going to try to play this as close as he can and dare the Patriots to throw the ball down the field. I think that's how he's going to do it. Now, we got a coach on one side of the field who's pretty good at adjusting. I think Belichick will know what Vance is going to try to do, and they got to have to have they have enough time to prepare the answer. Right? I mean, he, he declared to them that they love to run bubbles, they love to do this. Okay, so we know you're going to pack the line, you're going to be in there, you're not going to give us any easy throws, and you're going to try to defend the run. Well, We should have a game plan against that. Does Patricia play a little chess here? He's had, he's had extra time, like you said. Patricia's been, in, he's been a head coach. He should be able to adjust. When he hears what Vance Joseph says, does he then go and adjust based on what he said? You know, a bit of a chess match. Yeah, I, th I think they all do. I think the head coach particularly. Okay, here's what they said. Here's how he's going to want to play us. Plus, you know, they, they get an idea on how people want to play. I mean, look, the, the league is a copycat league, right? So they're going to watch the two Jet games. Arizona's going to watch the two Jet games, and they're going to see if they can duplicate those game plans. They're going to watch, they're not going to watch the Minnesota game plan to see what they should do. They're going to watch the Buffalo game plan. And I think that's how they're going to try to play it, you know? I mean, the team – look, they, they – they, they had 409 yards against Minnesota. You know, the last time they had that many yards, they had to go back to October the 16th when they had 400 against Cleveland. So, you know, he's going to watch those tapes and figure out Chicago, the Jets game. Even though they won a couple of these games, they I mean, Indianapolis did a hell of a job. They won 26-3, to but Indianapolis held them to 203 yards. To close out the conversation as far as the OC, remember in the summer we spent an inordinate, an extensive amount of time talking about the play calling. Who was it going to be for the Patriots? And to be fair, everybody said it seems like a disaster to plug Patricia in, and it hasn't been overwhelmingly positive. Is this the course? Is he going to continue with Patricia? And this was just a year to get him up to speed. Like, what is the purpose here at, at OC? I, I, I think there, there has to be, uh, uh, you know, one thing is when you're as successful as he's been, he's always been very reflective. And I think you got to take a look at that. I think you got to really take a strong, hard look at that and see, you know, where I we have to improve. It's it's not about ego. It's about how do I improve. And I think that's got to be a step. I mean, they need somebody to come in there to help fix that offense. And I don't. It's not Matt, and it's not Joe Judge. Somebody's going to have to come in. And 
what happens is the head coach is the head coach, so he's not going to go in there and do it all the time either. He can help out. But I think that's ultimately really going to be a critical part. I think that's going to be a huge discussion this offseason. I think it's going to be a huge discussion this offseason. What is the plan? Now, look, they've got two road games. they got Arizona and Las Vegas. Their season's going to come down to those two games, right? If they win two games here, they're 8-6. and six. Go back home, play Cincinnati. It'll be a hard game. Then they get Miami, and they get Buffalo. Probably the Buffalo game's going to matter because Buffalo's going to want to keep home field advantage. It's not going to be an my... easy sled for the Patriots. No, it's, no. it's, it's not going to be easy. It, it... The other side, my assumption is Kingsbury returns. They're 4-8, and eight, but you know what's interesting? Ever since they went to SoFi down the road here and got absolutely embarrassed in that wild card round against the Rams, it's just, it's been downhill, no? Yeah, no. I don't know if, I don't know if Cliff's going to come back. I don't know if, if Michael Bidwell's going to make a change with Steve Kime or what he's going to do, but right now, if you ask anybody in the league, there's a lot of dysfunction within that building. Oh, so there's there's stuff going in that going on in that locker room is what yeah. you're telling me. A lot of dysfunction in that building. Don't get the impression they love the quarterback. And I don't get the I don't impression get that the quarterback either. cares. Yeah, I don't get that either. You know the other thing in this game too? Last time the Patriots played on Monday night, they got embarrassed by the Bears. They got really four four right. turnovers. They got embarrassed. I mean, that that trust me, that's going to bother them. Coming off a big win in Cleveland. Up to two and a half. I don't think we're going to see a three. Interesting. Off the one opener, the Patriots getting bet in the desert. Actually, the betting's quite split, so maybe indicative of maybe a little smarter money going the Patriots' way. When we come back, speaking of smart, you're going to hear from Dan Campbell. The Lions roar. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all 
But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. It's that time of the year, it's the holidays, and of course, VSIN. Has got you covered for the holidays. Become a VEASAN Pro. You get access to 24-7 uh, network streaming. Of course, you get the betting guides for bowl games. Uh, the big game, of course. $20 credit to the VEASAN store right now. Now, $79 is going to get you access to everything we offer through March Madness. It's very important. That's We take you through the college basketball season, so we transition. VEASAN.com slash subscribe right now. Go sign up, and we'll give you $20 to go spend uh, at the store for some holiday gifts. vcin.com slash subscribe. So I want to start here with the Detroit Lions. Ben Johnson okay. is their play caller. He is a North Carolina. He was a walk-on at North Carolina. He got a degree in mathematics and computer science. So we've got another computer scientist on the Lions coaching staff, like Matt Patricia, except this one. No, that, but no, Matt, no, no offense, Matt knows what he's ma- doing. <laughs> math majors make great play callers. Math majors make great play callers because is they it, see the game in three dimensions. Go ahead. Continue. So it's it's more of just the way that their brain works. It's the way they're wired, the way they kind of see it. Uh, I mean, Bobby Petrino was a math major. Josh McDaniels, all these guys that I know that are good play callers are math majors. It's kind of interesting. You know, and that's it, a when theory I have. Yeah, they, they kind of have I, a sense of how to how to put it together. Like I, you know, I, I was bad at geometry. I don't know any of that stuff. I'm bad at math. You know, that's why I have a, 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 a what do they call it? A one of those uh, things that add up things for you. Calculator. You know, calculator. There you go. <laughs> hey, you know what? When you see it, and I mean this about Ben Johnson, there is just a rhythm to his play calling. He's 36. He's kind of worked his way through the coaching ranks. An unknown guy. But his offense, think about it this way. The Lions are 4-1 and one in their last five. They're top five in offense in both total yards and points per game. They score at will. They're on a record, as far as a franchise record streak over the last five. And we have to give credit to Goff. I killed Goff earlier in the year. The past five games, 70% completion percentage almost, over 1,300 passing yards, eight touchdowns, and wait no for interceptions. It, no picks from Jared yeah. Goff. And I think they've done a great job with their offensive line. I mean, their their guards are back healthy again. I mean, their tackles are really good, and they can run the football. And he, you know, they make play. And Goff has thrown a – I mean, look, say whatever you want about Goff, and I've said a lot about him, but he's playing as well as he did for Ben Johnson as he ever did for for uh, for Sean McVay. You know, and, and, they're, and yesterday they, were, they had 30 runs in the game, you know, for 134 yards, but really that one punt return was that one fake punt was 42 yards. They didn't really run the ball that effectively. They really didn't run the ball that effectively, but they were able to set up their play action. And he's got a 48-yard touchdown pass to Chark, a 41-yard touchdown pass to Williams, who was wide open. You know, it made great throws down the field. He and did. this offensive line 
which is way better than the offensive line that he played with in the Super Bowl. Like, this is a really good offensive line. Now, you know, in that Super Bowl, they had Whitworth at right left tackle and they had Haverstein. Their inside players weren't as good. This When, when Detroit was suffering through some losses, they had injuries inside their offensive line, which affects Goff the most. No, the offensive line is one of the better ones in football. They iced the game, by the way, with their tackle and Penny Sewell on that third and seven. Yeah. But they also got Jamison Williams back. And my friends have been sending me clips all day with the speedster out of Alabama. He caught the bomb for the touchdown, but also I've been getting sent clips of him with some crackback blocks. Like he's completely into it. DJ Chark is starting to break out. We know Ross St. Brown. It, it's it's one of the better offenses in football, and I'm not saying that you know in, hyper, in a hyperbolic sense. I'm saying it really is. It's pro, it's a prolific offense right now. Yeah, and they've got and they can do a lot of different things, right? So they can run power with Williams. They can run the outside and the inside stuff with Swift, and then they've got the ability to make plays down the field with the receivers. Chark coming back now has been big for them because he gives them that vertical outside. Then they get Williams back to go with you know with St. Brown in there, and so now they've got a lot of things going for them. I mean, they really – look, they played well yesterday, you know, and they're able to – you know, they've. it's a little bit like when we talk about, you know, when we talk about Mike Williams and we talk about Keenan Allen, you know, there's always that guy that – St. Brown makes the tough catches, six catches for 68, yep. 11.3. Chark's got six catches, 15-7. And then, you know, Williams has one catch. So guys are making plays – and I think what they really have been incredible about, Patrick, is their red zone production has been so good. I mean, they've been able to get the ball in the end zone, and they score touch- they deliver touchdowns. I mean, that's different than what has happened, you know, like, say, New England. I mean, this, is, this team is really good. They're the best red zone team in football. We're going to hear and yesterday from a coach. They, yesterday they didn't play. Yesterday they stopped the run. That's what they did really good. But, look, let's face it. They got a break on that call. I mean, Jefferson never stepped out of bounds. I don't know what they saw. He never stepped out of bounds. And and if Minnesota would have had the ball at any more in the game, I mean, they were able to keep the ball away from Minnesota, which was critical because Minnesota, you know, was moving the ball at will on them really at time. They turned it over in the red zone. I mean, Minnesota, I mean, Detroit had the ball 31 minutes in the game. They, it's almost like they went into the game. You can see the numbers, Michael. They had a strategy of not trying to stop Justin Jefferson and shutting everybody else down. That was yeah. it's because – He's going to get his. By the way, we're going to hear from a coach that not only threw to ice the game a pass to his tackle, but called for a successful fake punt on fourth and eight from his own 26. He is Dan Campbell, and here he is. I'm drained. <laughs> but I'm excited, believe me. I mean, they, the guys know how I felt all week about this game. Um, but yeah, look, I, I don't think there's a surprise here. We, we you know, I've said it before. Um, you know, it's it's hard when you, you get down in the dumps and you were where we were at. You know, it's easy to lose faith, but these guys never did. And we stayed true to what we were about. And uh, and they knew. They believed. We were one play away. And that's that's where we've been. And so now we're making the, the play. You know, we're, we're making the one extra play. Uh, this, it's not costing us, you know. And, and we're able to over, overcome some of these mistakes we were making earlier. So, um, no, our guys, they know they belong. They know they belong, and, and they know when they play football like we've been playing the last six weeks, we can play with anybody. That's the truth. He stinks in-game, but he's won me over. I have to admit, I'm a convert. He's won me Now, he's terrible <laughs> in-game, and that hasn't changed. But think about this. A 1-6 start, they're now 6-7. and seven. They've won 5 of 6. 
They're two games back in the loss column behind the Giants and Commanders, but everything played out perfectly for the Lions yesterday. The Giants and Seahawks loss. A 4-0 finish gives them a great chance to get into the postseason. Nine wins may be enough, so 3-1. They're at the Jets, they're at Carolina, they host Chicago, and they're at Green Bay, their final four. Yeah, I mean, look, if they keep playing at their level, like I said about it, step into my office, it's really about them playing at that level, handling the rat poison, making sure that they don't fall prey to all the praise that they're going to get, you know, and, and all the people that want to come do interviews with them, and then all of a sudden they think they're better than they are. They have to keep staying on the grind. Because, you know, they're not good enough on defense, let's face it. I mean, you don't give up that many yards. I mean, Kirk Cousins only had 10 incomplete passes in the game. I mean, and, and he just didn't have the ball enough. Now, they couldn't run the ball, give him credit. They're playing better defensively. They got sacks. You know, they, they're getting sacks on the quarterback. But their margin for winning, it really comes down to their execution of the offense, which we saw disappear when they played Miami in the second half, right? We've seen it go away at times based on the ability of the other team to pressure. So... I think it's really it's just one day at a time for them. They could have beaten Miami. They were up big at the half. They certainly could have beaten Buffalo. Without Dan Campbell lost the game uh, against. I mean, Buffalo. yeah. I mean, um, they, they did. You know, they facts. he did. I mean, he did. You know, but the Miami game was one. And they, hey, look, you know, I I liked him against Dallas, and I had him and and lost that twenty four to six. It's ten to six it. with the ball at the one inch line, and that would have been a different game. But then they turned the ball over four times. The, think about this though. Give them credit. They have not turned the ball. They've turned the ball over three times since that Dallas game, since the bye week. And they have created they have created 11 turnovers, 12 turnovers since that point. And this is the difference in their team. They're creating turnovers and they're not giving the ball away. Whereas earlier in the season, they couldn't create a turnover. They had like four in the first five weeks. Very Remember, dangerous. Patrick, go back yeah. Go back to the opening game. I mean, they played Philly 38-35. It, it, Philly had to run the game out at the end, <laughs> right? Dude, you can't do this. I'm a 44-year-old man. I've watched the Lions my whole entire life. One playoff win since 1957. But I will tell you, I'm starting to buy in just because. Well, I'll I tell you what. The if they played Philly, they won't beat Philly. They can no. keep pace with Philly in terms of they'll, they'll – They can they'll, score they with anybody. Philly up. They, they would give anybody. Philly a lot of problems with with their offense versus Philly's defense. That's not a matchup Philly wants to play. The problem is they they don't have a good the good matchup against Philly's def, uh, Philly's offense. They're just not fast enough on defense, you know. And that's why Philly was able to have 455 yards on them. That's that's a that's the great that's a great point. They're, you watch the Lions, you can tell they're not a fast defense. Hey, you want to take a shot at Detroit at the Jets again? Mike White, it says TBD on our board, but you want to take a shot at the number? That's the early window coming up this Sunday, Detroit at the Jets. I'm saying the Jets are a one-point favorite at home, one and a half. Nailed it. Nailed it. Literally, that's the opener, one, one and a half at most shops. Now, it is a pick em at most shops, and obviously that's because of the quarterback news. A little question. If they go back to Flacco, the Detroit will be the favorite. If Flacco has to play, Detroit's the favorite. That is a fascinating game just because – Two, two head coaches that their mentality and identity is built on toughness. So it's going to be a dogfight. Fascinating. Lions are in the mix. I can't believe it. In the mix <laughs> next here on the Lombardi line, Mike Pritchard. Look forward to talking to Pritch. You're listening to the Lombardi line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. 
Bowl season kicks off Friday. We've got you covered for every game. Picks on every bowl game, power ratings for every team, bowl betting strategy. You have to be a VEASAN pro. We've been talking about this now. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Remember, all of the guides are there, including the World Cup, which continues. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for the bowl betting guide, which is, it's really, really good. They did a great job with it. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we welcome you back. It's a Monday on the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi, I'm Patrick Maher. Elliot Bauman producing. Mike Pritchard joins us, former first-round draft pick, contemporary here at VSIN, of course, our NFL insider host as well. But I want to just, if you guys can both look at your monitor, Pritch, I don't know if you can see it, but one of our intrepid listeners <laughs> actually sent out a tweet. Michael, if you can check it out. Pritch was <laughs> I love in, it. I he see was it. in yeah. Denver yesterday holding right. on to the flag. We got a tweet yeah. from somebody talking about Pritch. Pritch, you look good there from the back. What's up? Yeah. You know what? The body type is probably accurate, right? For right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little leaner. Uh, but no, there's a few uh, Pritchard jerseys floating around in Denver or around in Colorado. So that that's awesome to see that. You love, <laughs> love it. How, love, speaking love of Colorado, how, how are we doing in recruiting? How are we doing? Fantastic. Um, <laughs> fantastic, Michael. It's been incredible. Uh, just the amount of attention to Colorado football is unprecedented right now. I mean, uh, it reminds you back uh, of the glory days when I was there, certainly in the late 80s and early 90s. And uh, I just talking to a whole bunch of former players from Michael Westbrook to Chris Hudson to Joel Klatt. And I mean, everybody is so fired up about what's going on uh, out there in Colorado with Coach Prime, the staff that he's assembled uh, and the opportunity to land some really prized recruits out there across the nation. Michael, awesome. if I could ask you to yeah. follow up on that, you wrote about it at the Daily Coach. What did you ultimately think of Dion's opening speech to the team? Look, I think it's a conflict, and I, I really thought it was the right thing to do. I think the conflict as a leader is you want honesty. Everybody wants honesty from a leader, right? But you, do you want but he wasn't politically correct. I'm okay with that. Like what he did was he basically issued a challenge to those kids saying, Hey, look, you know, I bet on myself. Nobody wanted to hire me. I took the Jackson State job, you know, and now I'm taking the Colorado job. I'm betting on myself. We're going to get a lot of new players. We're not going to be as bad as we were. If if you're not good enough, you're not going to be here. Instead of coming in and saying, I'm going to give everybody an opportunity, I'm going to be – meanwhile, everybody that says that behind the scenes says we're going to run some of these kids off. That's what they say. He just did it to me in the open, and he was very transparent. I actually liked it. You agree, Pritch? I do. I do. I've been in a meeting like that. Um, and it was with Mike Holmgren uh, when he first arrived in, in Seattle. Uh, and, you know, we were eight and eight team, kind of an average football team. But here's a guy with credibility and uh, certainly the, the pedigree and, and the path to a Super Bowl and to a championship. Uh, and so that first meeting uh, is I'm not here for you guys that like me, but you will respect me. I'm here for a reason. And some of you guys is that reason, you know, are that reason that I'm here. And yeah. it's like, uh, we, we need to weed you guys out. We need to get rid of you because the reason why we have a new head coach in this situation, the reason why I took this job uh, is twofold. There's some attractive players here and, and players I want to work with. And uh, the other side of that is there's some guys here that I don't want to work with and I, I can't win a championship with. So uh, that set the tone. Uh, and if anything about Coach Prime uh, that you need to know, uh, as, as, as a leader, as a person uh, in this situation, certainly as a player back in his play days, uh, he set the tone. Uh, he took every rep in practice. He outworked everybody uh, and certainly led the way from a standard. And so I, I think he's trying to implement that from day one, from minute one out there at CU. 
for for a program that had been dormant, mm-hmm. the spotlight is going to be on Boulder from now all the way through next season. Michael, that's a good start, right? Yep. Regardless that, of what happens, you at least right. need to start bringing attention to the program. There's a lot of competition. No doubt. No doubt. And people will, you know, nobody nobody can remember when Mike was there and how great it was, you know. And so now we see, you know, now there's kind of we can go back at the time where, you know, Mike Pritchard played there and Michael Westbrook and Cordell Stewart and Bietemi, all those guys, the great player, Chad Brown. I mean, they were loaded. They were loaded. I mean, you know, the, the inside linebacker for the, the, the Patriots, Chad jo- Johnson, Ted Johnson. I mean, there were a ton of players from there. Chad Brown from L.A. Remember that pipeline. Chad Brown, the enemy, Pritch from L.A. Chad Brown ended up being a great linebacker. Did you play with Brown in Seattle? I did. We recruited him. Uh, Chad was just out here, too, in Vegas for the um, uh, the Pac-12 championship. We're all on the uh, football council uh, there for the Pac-12. And uh, he came out. And so we were talking about the prospects of Coach Prime and uh, certainly the pride in the program. I even asked him. I asked him this question. Point blank. I was like, I don't know if I've ever asked you this question, Chad, but how did you get out of L.A.? Right. And because you got SC there, you got UCLA. I thought from Vegas, I was going to UCLA because of Eric Ball and Gaston Green and all those people. And I wanted yeah. to be a part of that program in the Rose Bowl. Right. And it's something about Colorado. Once you step your foot on campus, it's magical. Um, and now that the attention is in the shine is back on, on the school, uh, Coach Prime will get those uh, student athletes on campus. And not only being a part of what he is all about, uh, and certainly the prospects of getting to the National Football League as well as competing at a high level and perhaps a national championship, uh, but you're going to fall in love with that campus and that community. So uh, there's there's a lot to love right now, a lot of momentum for CU football. Okay, we'll recap yesterday. Pritch went 3-0. and We'll also get to a prediction on Monday Night Football with Pritch and Michael. But I wanted to ask you just to put a bow on some of this coaching stuff. Michael, I'll start with you here. Barry Odom hired at UNLV. Of course, coached at Missouri, went down to Arkansas. What did you think of the hire of Barry Odom? Interesting. You know, I like Barry a lot, and I've talked to Barry a lot during the years. 25 and 25 as the head coach of Missouri, you know, took over for Gary Pinkle, kind of wasn't able to be his own man there. I think he learned a lot from his experience. I think he spent every day as not being a head coach working on becoming this. I don't think he'll make any mistakes. I think he'll recruit hard. He's a tough guy. I think he'll bring a sense of toughness to their team, which I think they need in this conference. And it's going to come down to handling the program. But I, I like Barry a lot, and I hope he does well. I'm hoping to help him as much as I possibly can. Rich, what do you think of the hire there? That's your hometown. What do you think UNLV hiring Barry Odom? Yeah, I, I hope it stabilizes the program. I mean, I, I think uh, the issue with UNLV over the, over time uh, has been just a revolving door, whether it's coaches, assistant coaches, or athletic directors, or even presidents. Right? I mean. Uh, UNLV is on another athletic director and he didn't hire Marcus Arroyo. And now this AD wants to hire uh, Odom, which is fine, but I hope the AD sticks around (laughs) to make sure this plan uh, works out. Uh, Back in uh, when UNLV was stable, Harvey Hyde, uh, I mean, around here was was a legend, you know, with the type of program that he had right there. And uh, so we, we, I think UNLV has to get back to that stabilizer program. And hopefully this hire is going to do that. Don't know what it is about UNLV, Michael. You started your career there. I know I was with Harvey. Can't... You yeah. were. Yeah, I was with Harvey. I mean, you know, he came in there. He was a, you know, he and Harvey Hyde's brother 
Uh, Harvey Hyde's best friend in life was Myron Tarkanian, who passed away, God rest his soul. And Myron's obviously Jerry's brother, and that's how Harv got that job there. Jerry pushed for him. He was the head coach at Pasadena City College. He came in, and he built a program. And they were we were in the PC2A on campus was Randall Cunningham when he got there. And just kind of worked and grind with no money. I mean, really, no yeah. money. Uh, there was not, you know, because there's no state income tax from the from from uh, uh, Nevada. So you're everything's kind of you got to hustle your way to get money in the program. And they've done that. They've got. I mean, that football facility over at UNLV, Mike, is incredible. I mean, it's one of the nicest yeah. in the country. Yeah, and the so, Petita Center. Yeah. Yeah, and so you can recruit. I mean, one thing about Vegas is there's direct flights to Vegas from everywhere. So it's you got to recruit, and Harvey did a great job recruiting Los Angeles, inner city L.A. He did a great job of recruiting Las Vegas, which has talent. Even then they had talent. And you got to be able to then get that talent and develop it and get it going. I think Barry's energy level, I think Mike said it well, there's been too many guys that have come there. You know, you know, they, John Robinson was at the end. There are too many guys that have come there that haven't been at the right m- mindset. And I think Barry is of that right mindset. He knows he does. he's not going to mess up because he's been living with being 25 and 25 at Missouri, which is a hell of a record at Missouri, but it, it wasn't good enough for Missouri. Yeah. You know what? Can I, 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 can I ask a question ahead, real quick please. to no, Michael? Please. Uh, because from a betting perspective, and, and we, we see this, whether it's college football or, or professional, the NFL, like what makes a great head coach or what makes even a good head coach? Because Nathaniel Hackett is not working out in Denver, even though uh, he's probably a good coach. Right. And it's like, right. I know there's probably multiple layers to it, Michael, but in terms of identifying a great head coach or a good head coach. Yeah. I think it's somebody who can see the big picture, somebody who understands the whole landscape. I think uh, uh, when you look at using Nathaniel, I mean, he can only call plays. He doesn't understand the whole game. He doesn't mm-hmm. understand how to set up a game plan, how to manage it. With If you're running his team and you know you're good on defense, how do you set up your offense so that it complements your defense and plays in three dimensions? And how do you work on the kicking game? How do you get toughness to your team? Those are all the things the head coach has to do. He's got to be able to bring that together. Because he's seeing all three units. When you leave it to your coordinators, all they care about is getting first downs or stopping first downs. All they care about is scoring points or not allowing points. You know, and so somebody's got to tie it together. And somebody who's sat in that chair can do it and be demanding of the coaches as much as you're demanding of the players. That was that was a tremendous 12 minutes. That's why Pritch is the best. You can go so much experience, direct experience with these teams with Michael and Pritch. So a, a good take there on Colorado, UNLV. And when we return, I want to ask you about taking 17 and a half with the Texans and what that means to a player when they're disrespected like that. We're coming back with Pritch here on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, you want rewards? The king of sportsbooks, BetMGM, has them for you. Wager at BetMGM, earn BetMGM reward points, and you can convert those points into MGM. You know, whether it's free bets, you can convert those reward points into airfare to Vegas, dining, shows, anything you want. Every time you place a bet at BetMGM, you get points. Okay, you use those points for free bets and others. BetMGM.com, download the BetMGM app. If you have a gambling issue, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Got to be 21 years or older. Monday, we can throw up Pritch's bio as we welcome you back. Michael Lombardi, I'm Patrick Maher. Mike Pritchard joins us every Monday, and it's a pretty impressive, as you see Mike Pritchard, of course, a first-round draft pick back back in the day, Pritch, in 91. But you see the, the, the accolades. That's why we love Pritch. Not only that, he's a great guy. Okay, let's get to it, and I want to start here. You took the Texans, and I think this is interesting from a former player's perspective. Michael said there's a, a opportunity you could see an apathetic Cowboys team. You did see that. Do mm. players know, so for example, from the Cowboys locker room, this isn't a very good team, but also did the Texans know they're getting disrespected? It was a 17-and-a-half point spread. That was a big story, Pritch. Yeah, I mean, I think the Texans, and, and without any knowledge about their game plan, I mean – on offense, they rotated quarterbacks and they had a plan that way that kind of maybe threw the Dallas Cowboys off. But uh, from a player's perspective, the week of practice in Houston was probably fun, right? Think about that. You're, you're miserable. You're not winning. But hey, we're going to try this and see if it works. Okay, let's buy into it and, and try to make it work. And uh, I think uh, on defense, too, uh, maybe a more spirited effort you know, certainly understanding what Dallas Cowboys are capable of and making it difficult that way. Uh, you just bring the energy uh, and perhaps good things can happen. And to me, that that was all the Texans were about in that game. I took the 17 and a half points uh, because I thought the Cowboys had been riding high. Uh, and to what your point is about, okay, you're playing the Texans, right? 
what is a week of practice going to be like? Are you just going to go over your core plays? Are you going to do anything special for this football team? Probably not. Uh, are you going to be polished in practice? You know, if you had a track record of being a champion, uh, a la the Patriots or a la like a dynasty, if you had that track record and there was a standard in place, then I wouldn't buy into the fact that there could be a letdown. But we know that the Dallas Cowboys are prone to make mistakes, lack of discipline and all this. And I'm thinking, okay, this is the perfect opportunity for a letdown. Uh, so, yeah, I did take 17 and a half points and that worked out. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, as I, I said on the pod, it's hard to get your team ready to play against a team you're 17 and a half point favorite. You walk mm-hmm. in the room and say, hey, we got the Texans this week. They're a good team. And then they start watching the Browns tape. And wait a minute, you, you know, we talked about being honest as a leader. It's hard mm-hmm. to be honest when they're watching the tape of the Texans, how bad they are. So you can't really show much tape of the Texans in terms because it's going to only going to reinforce it's going to be an easy game. So you've got to try to invent ways to create, to make the Texans seem better than they are. But you also, what Mike said there is so critical. You've got to rely on your players who want to play at a higher level, who want to right. reach a standard that's beyond the Texans. Like, that, like that's the game where you go in there and say, look, we're not playing the Texans this week. We're playing against us. We're playing against us. This is about us, not about the Texans. Because yeah. that's the only way you can get their attention. Because so, they're going to read that 17 and a half and say, well, all we got to do is show up. And they and you know what happened? They played one quarter and they got away with it. Right. Right. <laughs> and it took a heroic drive at the end, right, Pritch? I mean, this was – A goal line this, stand this was, at a drive, Patrick. The goal yeah. line stand. That's a great point. I mean, if they lost as a 17 and a half point favorite at home, right. that would have been Pritch. That would have one of one of the bigger upsets we've seen in 20 years. Yeah, I mean, think about it too. Lovey Smith, I don't know why he didn't challenge that almost touchdown. Uh, great I thought play it was to a touchdown, Pritch. I thought it so was did a touchdown. I, Michael. I'm like, challenge yeah, that. What do you got that? to lose? Right. What are we doing? Exactly, exactly. Uh, and then, you know, it was, it was just unfortunate uh, for the opportunity there for them to squander that. They'll kick a field goal even on fourth down, right? Uh, and make the Cowboys score a touchdown. I, I think uh, there was no pressure on the Cowboys at home knowing that they could just score a field goal and tie that game and get in overtime and still have a chance to win it. Um, I, I think if you would have kicked a field goal there on fourth down instead of go, going for it, uh, perhaps you put the pressure on the Cowboys of, of actually entertaining the thought, we could lose this game to the Texans at home. Uh, but Lovey didn't do that. Uh, and there's a difference uh, in, in caliber in my, in my situation. So... Ironically, Michael and Pritch, you guys were on the same page yesterday. So Pritch was 1-0 there with the Texans, but also he went 2-0 with two teases, and he anchored the Eagles mm-hmm. in both teases. He teased the Eagles down and the Ravens up, and then he teased the Eagles down and the Bengals down. Why don't we start with the right. Ravens? You teased them up. Michael was on the Ravens as well. Uh, what did you see in their matchup against Pittsburgh? Well, in the matchup, I saw Pittsburgh limited on offense in terms of touchdown, touchdown scored offensively. I think I can remember the number correctly. Um, eight touchdown passes from the starting quarterback, right? Uh, Kenny Pickett. Uh, not, not very prolific from that in that regard. So you're thinking about the, the matchup, the history. It's a one-possession game. Uh, I didn't in, in anticipate any injuries or both quarterbacks getting knocked out. I just thought uh, teasing uh, the dog up in this situation uh, would be advantageous and then anchoring it with the Eagles. The Eagles are playing great football right now, but it, it's a road situation inside a division. Uh, I could have laid it, uh, but I just felt more comfortable with that t- kind of teaser situation. It's minus 120 and 
uh, you know, that, that can cash very well for you. And I felt like the probabilities uh, were in my favor to be able to cash that type of ticket. Uh, and the same thing with the Eagles on the Bengals. I caught the Bengals at six, so I teased them down to a pick them at home in the face of facing Cleveland. And I know Burrow uh, has not beaten uh, the Browns. And, and so you think about the divisional matchup again, familiarity and all that. And uh, just from a teaser standpoint and laying minus 120, uh, that was the uh, way that I could see uh, with my card this weekend, this past weekend of cashing those tickets. Yeah, smart play. I mean, look, yep. I, I think the other thing you got to take into your handicap is who's playing good and who's not. You know, like, right. Mike, we were on Sunday morning and the line went from five and a half down to three and a half and back up to four. Yeah. And Patrick and I couldn't understand it because, you know, Joe Burrow is playing great. Watson was horrible. You know, the Bengals' defense is really good in the second half. They play well. They adjust. I know that they hadn't beaten them. But to me, the, the, that's more motivation for them that they were going to win, not that it was going to stay on track. I think sometimes these trends kind of make us not see clearly. Correct. And, and I think people yeah. are – sorry, Patrick, but uh, no, like, people, there's sharps out there that were uh, insinuating that, okay, the Bengals beat Kansas City. You know, they slayed the dragon and all this. But to Michael's point, it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, they beat Kansas City, but they thought they were going to beat Kansas City. They believed that, and now they still have to take care of business. I mean, I think a lot of teams want that home field advantage uh, if you can get it. So I, I didn't anticipate any type of letdown uh, in that game against the Browns. Okay, tremendous. Nice 3-0 and week for you, Pritch. Let's, we got a couple of minutes here, so let's focus on tonight. You know, I, I see a two out there. Michael, I'll start with you. I see a two out there, but... Mostly two and a halfs right now. Now, the two and a halfs, 110, so it doesn't look like it's going up to three. But I think we're probably going to close New England laying two and a half and a total right around 44, Michael. You know, I just think to me, New England, you know, they're big, they're physical up front. You know, they're, they're hard to consistently move the ball on. I think if they rush Kyler the right way and they're going to take away Hopkins with double teams all over the field, it's going to be hard for them to get going. And I think they can run the ball. I think the Seattle proved you can run the ball in Arizona. Now, they, they're going to have to throw it first to run it. But this is a big game for, for New England. This is one of those where I think their players are chomping at the pit. They haven't played since they got humiliated by Buffalo. They gave away a game in Minnesota. I think they'll play well. I think they beat Arizona tonight. Okay, Pritch, what do we got yeah. here? A two and a half and 44 is what I'm going to give you. Yeah, earlier it was uh, one and a half. I mean, that was a nice situation right there if you like the Patriots. Uh, two and a half, you still underneath the field goal. Um, you know, the thing about the Patriots and what's been said about their offense all year uh, and certainly what Coach Belichick has talked about, uh, we're not going to change anything. We have to execute better. So that, to me, that's code for <laughs> we're going to have some pretty good practices or uh, we, we need to have some pretty good practices. And, and I try to buy into that uh, as a better. Uh, so I'm anticipating uh, that the Patriots offensively had better practices. They're going to be prepared for all the pressured looks uh, from Vance Joseph, the defense coordinator for uh, the Cardinals. And to me, the Cardinals, they don't have all the pieces uh, in place uh, to be consistent for 60 minutes, offensive, offensively or defensively. So uh, I give the Patriots a great chance of winning this one and absolutely covering that number uh, by a field goal. Okay. Both on the Pats tonight. I, can we throw a th can we show a three-way shot? Yeah, I think this is important. If you look behind Michael, you have his accolades from his career. Probably got his, his rings behind him. You look behind Pritch, He's got his dirty bird. He's got his Falcons and Colorado jersey. Behind me is a wood 
a wood wall. So that is the difference between the three of us. And, no, and I'm not, no, no, and no. I, am, I, yeah. I just you thought about that when Pritch was back there. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, hey, Pritch, let me ask you real quick. Go ahead. When yeah. you saw all the NBC people betting the Miami, did you go and put a bet on the Chargers immediately? I did not, but Brady Cannon did. I mean, Brady was all over it uh, on the pro I think it was like 12 so. people were on Miami. Literally. <laughs> like, literally. Nobody. So and good. an outright winner for Herbert. Michael, yeah. enjoy your day off. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Appreciate you. Pritch. Thank you, you Patrick. Thank you, Pritch. Thank you, great guys. Job, Elliot. Have a great day. Thanks. Big Bets is next. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.